1: No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. There's a place there called the Grumpy Goat. Nice. Does like it, but it, it started life as a as a cheese shop, then it became a cheese shop and a cafe, and now it's a cheese shop and a cafe with a bar upstairs. Um, and so they've just got, but they're very, it's very like artisan cheeses, and now it's got craft beer and craft ciders, and you know, interesting wines and spirits and things like that. And I went and got, um, and you saw Terence in there, he was just hanging he, around, he, he just just lurks, he's there the whole time. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he recommended to me a couple of beers, um, but I got a, I like, a, I like a sour every now and then I got something called squawk farina, which <laughs> is a blueberry and cherry sour. So there you go. I mean, Sorry. Are we, are
0: we, are we talking about booze or cheese? I'm...
1: Uh, this is booze.
0: Right. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just got a blue cheese and a goat's cheese. Just if you want to know. if you right. have the of, cheese course.
2: of course. That come from goats or from sheep?
1: Uh, it comes from uh, from Goats, of course, the young <laughs> version of which is called a kid, isn't it?
0: Kid that actually yeah. I did know yeah. that last week. one
1: video.
0: Yeah, yeah, well done. So, so, yeah. so was, it, was was this story going to go into a football related thing, or was
1: it just, yeah. just about... no, just no, something no, no, about
2: it preview okay. oh, no. show type yeah. stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, fair
1: enough, yeah. fair enough. I mean, look, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for the preview guys to talk about football, so uh, you know after this week after
2: it took after. forty minutes by the way.
1: I, <laughs> I haven't caught up yet. So uh, okay. I look it's forward really to
0: it. Forty minutes of non football talk is
1: <laughs> Listen you know, as as I said, it's different to the old days. When we first started this, I, I used to say to people things like it's not, you know, let's not be self indulgent. There's loads of podcasts right. out there that are incredibly yeah. self indulgent. And you know, we don't want to be one of those. We're here we're here to talk about the football. We won't talk about <laughs> politics. We won't talk about our personal views on on anything other than football, because we're a football podcast. And now I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll get around to it. But
0: the, you know, the, the only person thing. you're going to offend with discussion on cheeses is maybe Alex James from Blair, isn't it? So I think we're, I think uh, yeah. we're probably good. I think we're probably good.
1: Well, look, I mean, he he did a reasonable job of of his cheeses until he went and stopped them in ASDA, and you know, frankly, they were the the flavoured cheeses were substandard. Um oh, his blue no. Monday cheese is a is a very good cheese. Um and I, I yeah I would I would always recommend that but but his tomato ketchup flavour cheddar not happening mate. I'm sorry.
0: Oh um that's sad too.
1: Sad to mm. Should
0: we do um should we do a show?
1: Uh yeah I have to yeah, alright,
0: yeah. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk sports, powered by fans.
1: Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest match report. My name's Chris Hambling, and with me today are Patrick O'Connor and Mike Scott, and we will review all things palace from the week. And and that's about it, really, isn't it? I mean, I say all things palace from the week. What we'll probably do is is talk very briefly about the under-21s, under-18s uh, women's team and then talk for about four minutes about uh, a <laughs> nil-nil draw against Everton, do you think? <laughs> five? Minutes. We, can, we can
0: try, we can try. Mm.
1: No, to be fair, you know, Patrick's done quite a good job of uh, giving us a, a show doc of some sort for the first time in weeks. So, um, well, we've got a few things to work through there for sure. But, um, yeah, I, look, I, didn't, I didn't get an opportunity to see the anything of the 18s this week but Patrick you popped it in the chat there it was a 1-1 draw away to Chelsea um took the lead from Adler Nash Mento who seems to be doing pretty well he signed from Peterborough a while back didn't he and he's starting to to make a bit of an impact now um but yeah uh equalized in the 63rd minute Chelsea did uh Tyreek George um and they've missed a penalty as well so yeah thoughts on it and uh, and where does it leave us
2: uh, unfortunately, uh, I wasn't televised. You know, on the days that the Premier League play like an early match, they don't put it on, so there wasn't it wasn't on. But I got to again just read about it. But um, right now, we've got uh, one match to go. Um, they're going to be they're in second place currently. The champions, as I mentioned last week, are going to be West Ham. But Fulham and third have a couple of games in hand, and they're only two points behind. So most likely finish second or third. But again, as I mentioned last week, I just think overall Rob Green's done a great job with those kids. Few of them, Franco Ume, for instance. I've been training with the first team every once in a while. National Mental has also been in the first team a few a few times. So the future is very bright for them. So I think it's going to be a, a good season for them as far as looking back on it. And then uh, hopefully they'll be pushed on next year to twenty one. Most of them.
1: Yeah, um, it's always interesting to see when you get to the end of the season and that list comes out of who's retained and who's released. There's always a few names on the release list that were kind of talked about as potential you know, big players or anything, you know, and, and, and going to make a big impact on at least the first team scenes scene. And you'd, you'd expect them to get a loan or something like that. But over the years, you know, you think about the likes of Kirby was a, was a big one, wasn't it? Under 17s, world cup winner. World cup
2: winner. Yeah. You know, I just want to point out uh, junior Dixon, uh, who was actually the top striker uh, for the 18s, most of the first half of the season. Mm. Um, If you guys remember, he was actually linked to going to like Dortmund or somewhere in Germany. And then, all of a sudden, I found out, like, last week, he's actually on trial with a Birmingham apparently. So yeah, so He's actually yeah. going to be gone. So that's interesting that, as you just mentioned, that, you know, you think players are going to have a, you know, an opportunity. And all of a sudden, towards this time of year, you're right. You hear about them getting their, their uh, signing, scholars, etc. So, yeah, he's already going to be gone. So that's a shame, really. but we'll see.
1: Yeah, you feel like with that, something, you know, there's always that. I mean, you watched Background. the academy program, didn't you? I'm sure you yep. watched that, 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 which was really the interesting, see seeing the, the mentality of the kids and how... <laughs> yep. You know and you feel for them because they all they're all dreaming of star- stardom, aren't they? And you can even hear it in a few of them at a ridiculously young age. They're like, When I get my first paycheck as a professional, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna buy this. And you're just like, Oh, okay, but yeah. that's that's a big if. Um, it is. you know, you've if you start thinking about what you're gonna do before you've earned it, you probably won't get there. Uh, and I'm not saying that's what's happening with these kids because obviously they, you know, they're they're dedicated to get as far as I have but you know you think half a season of of dixon absolutely tearing it up and being yeah, the real was. figurehead up front <laughs> to to go complete to be gone to be a, to a point where you're you're going on trial for birmingham city yeah. um yeah that's obviously a, a fallout of some sort isn't it
2: yeah it's a shame really but we'll see um Just moving on, the 21s have a big match. Well, I wouldn't say a big match tomorrow. They are playing uh, Wolves tomorrow. They've only got a few games left in the season. They're currently third. But the big games are going to be May 3rd. They're playing Valencia in the um, International Cup semi-final, which which will be uh, massive for them. Just in general, I think they're like like 11 games undefeated right now. I mean, they're playing really well. Um, What I'd like to see next year that I mentioned again last week is I just want to see some of these kids either get first team opportunities here, which is unlike, we don't really do that anymore, but most, most likely get some good loans next season. So the players like Wells Morrison, uh, maybe, uh, Tayo, uh, Adam Arola get like good loans where maybe championship loans, but they can hopefully get opportunity at some point to play first team football, if not with Palace, at least somewhere. So Yeah. We'll
1: see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Adam Ola has been talked about for ages, hasn't he? Um, it
2: really has. Been, those, yeah.
1: But the, the loans have been like the loans of Coventry was a really odd one, wasn't it? Where, you Know they talked a lot about how excited they were to get him, they were, and then he yeah. played then, like a, I think it was one game, one game, half a it? game. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that was all about, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, best not to second guess it, but you know, it, it took him a while to kind of really start firing again for, for Palace, didn't it? it um, did. so it must have been disappointing, you know, really disappointing loan for him, and, and really must have knocked the confidence, but he looks you know, up there and back to his best right now. And, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see. And of course, they've obviously had the, the disruption to some degree of, of Darren Powell having to take over from Paddy because of the changes at first-team level. Um, they don't seem to have missed a beat with it, really.
2: Yeah, uh, there was an interview after last Monday's game on Palace TV and he actually mentioned that the paddy still kind of talks to them talks to him about stuff that's going on also he's known some of these kids since u 15 i mean i think he was part of that flooded cup team that won it so that was like akinwale was morrison tayo all on that team adamola so it's been the continuity has been really important and i think that's really worked out and i gotta give paddy's credit for that on our youth level we've done a really great job with our coaching there's even other coaches no matter who I don't know what his name, but another coach worked with them who's known them since they were very young. So I think that's a good thing we've done with our coaching. We really do a good job of having these kids know these uh, coaches from like 14, 15, all the way up through, you know, 18, 19, 20, which I think is very important.
1: Life is full of what ifs, some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. For sure. Um, yeah, so last bit of news the uh, women's team managed to beat Lewis 4 um, 1. That's today at the time of recording, which is the the 23rd. Um, Goals from uh, Sharp, Holding, Haynes and Dean. And fifth with one match to play. That season has has come to an end pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah, really, really, really happy to (laughs) hear that. Mike?
0: Yeah, it's really weird because there's still quite a few games to go in the WSL Um, so I mean we can still hope that Brighton will get relegated Um, that would be nice but um, it will be Leicester (laughs) joining next season Um, annoyingly Charlton now with one game to play are four points um, above the next team Um, so they will be the last of the playoff places which is frustrating Um, but it it is what it is I suppose Um, go again next year
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, there's been a lot of upheaval in that squad. I don't think I've ever seen quite as many um, constant changes over the last couple of years, really. It's just been a, a pretty much sort of ro- rotating, conveyor belt type situation of players. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know too much about why and how the mechanics of that in the, in the women's game. Well, Whether we're well, unique in that sense, I'm not sure.
0: No, with a couple of the discussions we had like with Molly Sharp... Um, she was saying, particularly in the Championship, that the contracts tend to be for one season, so um, there's there could be a lot of change again next season. Hopefully, there'll be a bit more sp- stability, but there was an outrageous amount of players coming this season, and it, I think that's that's fairly standard for the Championship.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, like you say, they you know, go again next season, see what kind of a, a team we can pull together and, and, and gel, and yeah, um, you kind of hope that we might be able to get some kind of consistency and maybe Sign us a, a fair few more on um, for for the season ahead, and just yeah, just kind of build that team spirit. But they've done they've done pretty well considering. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the game, and, and you know, to be quite honest with you, there's just not that much to talk about um, if we're if we're brutal about it. Um, I suppose we got some some general concepts to talk about, and we'll talk a little bit around. Obviously, how much does you know do Everton and, and their setup and and how they approach the game? How much did that impact on on our inability to win the match? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about you guys. I, you know my summary of the match was that we actually started the second sorry the first half better than we have in the last couple of games. I thought we were on the front foot fairly early. I thought we would just build a bit of momentum and and if we got a goal in that opening five ten minutes like we were threatening to do. Totally different game, um, but they weathered the storm, came back into it, and it was just really, it got scrappier and scrappier. And, you know, the difference this time, we came out for the second half and you are looking for that that energy and that reaction again, and we just didn't have it. We didn't really have an answer to the, to the tactics that Everton employed. Um, I think we'd allowed the referee to frustrate us a little bit as well. Um, and it just, yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't as strong a performance as we've seen in the last few weeks. And, you know, we can, we can talk about the, the different reasons for that really. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I found it hard to kind of pick out anyone too outstanding and, and I found it difficult to kind of, I suppose I look at the, the saves that Johnston had to, Johnston had to make. Uh, and I, and I kind of think, well, especially that, that effort from a you know, that was probably the the sort of the best save and the best chance of the game. It was it was that much of a nothing game. So, you know, I don't have too much more to say about it in summary, so we can talk about some specifics in a bit. But I suppose let's start with the fact that there were no changes in the lineup. There was a change on the bench with Guaita coming back in for Goodman. Um uh, and obviously I don't think anybody else recovered from injuries or anything like that. I think I'm right in saying so you wouldn't have expected any different. I don't, I don't, I, I guess. Um, so yeah, Mike, your, your thoughts on, on the, you know, the consistency of selection and lineups.
0: Yeah, you're totally right. There's not a lot else he can do. Um, the only times I maybe would have done something differently was when he bought the subs on. Um, but in fairness, um, I thought Milivojevic was fairly solid. Um, you know what else do you expect from a Roy against Dice kind of a game, really? Um, IU I thought was excellent and created things in situations when perhaps you wouldn't have expected him to. There was one point where he ran about forty yards through about four players. Obviously, the other point where he got basically got Holgate sent off for his seconds second yellow. I thought he was pure class. Um and the only thing I'd like to bring up is, you know, when Zahar's fit, does he replace Edward or, d- or does he replace Because Ayu on the left is a different beast from Ayu on the right. Um but i you know, credit to Everton, they played well. I thought they were with Calvert Lewin, they're just they're just a different team and probably I would hazard to say the best side or the best set up side that we've played against since Roy has come back. So at the end of the day, I wasn't too annoyed with the point, point. Um, and the nice thing about it was I'd usually be bricking it towards the end, thinking that we're going to make a mistake and lose it one nil. But didn't really feel like that was going to happen. Um, they were they were bright in places, but um, you know, really, they didn't create a great deal. Um, so all in all, I was fairly happy with it. Really,
1: uh, Patrick, I'll just I'll let you take pick it up from there and give your views.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it's a dice team. It's the reason why I wouldn't want uh, Dice to be Palace manager. He just to me, sets up to just stop what you do. We've had managed of that in the past before. It works, but it's not something I'm looking to see at this stage of my Palace uh, fandom. Um, he uh, did a great job of having Calvert-Lewin and Iwobi uh, press our centre-back, especially Anderson. I think maybe I watched the game again. The first five minutes, you know, they kind of set off Anderson. He gave a couple of long balls, one ball to Ayu. And one, I think, to Schlupp. And after that, they just wouldn't let him do it. They get, they made sure he passed the ball to either Gehi or Decore, so he didn't have that outlet ball. So that negates, obviously, Olise's ability to get wide. Interesting. And, I, and at one point, a lot of time, they were man-marking Jeffrey Schlupp, which I found interesting <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a as a tactic. Why they did that, I guess they there was something they didn't want him to do, like, you know, burst forward, but that was interesting because having done that, you would figure then as they should have been not free, but more able to get on the ball and he wasn't able at all to get on the ball yesterday so it was interesting I mean again Mm. just that whole it was just again just a a Roy Mike said a Roy versus you know Dyche game is just oh can be can be very nil nil ish and it was
1: yeah it's it's interesting I'd like to pick up on the the man marking of Jeff Schlupp and (laughs) like it in some senses as a sentence, it's very amusing. Um, Let's be honest. Right. But (laughs) once you get away from the amusement and you look at actually how we've played in the last few weeks and and Schlapp has been under Roy in central midfield, has been playing well. Very well. Um, agree. He has made driving runs from that position because he's not being asked to play uh, alongside De in a screening role like he was under Vieira. He's playing a, you know, a more box to box, marauding type of role and, and you know, whilst we know the limitations there, that he will switch off defensively at certain points, and you know he, he will give up on a on, on chasing the lost cause now and then. He still has, you know, the drive and capability to do quite a lot from midfield. So obviously, you know, the scouts that uh, Everton have employed have picked up on him being our spare man quite a lot because that is true. That's that's you know that's one of the things that I've. I've picked up on over the last few weeks is he does end up being the spare man in midfield quite a lot. Maybe other scouts um, have the, the opinions I have that it's probably not worth <laughs> paying too much attention because the ball will goes sideways or backwards. But mm-hmm. you know that's not been a that's not been the case under Roy. So they've obviously picked up and what you what you're looking for. So you picked up on on Eze there and say you know that should make him more free. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for the players on the pitch to notice something yeah. like that and adapt because the manager won't do it from the sidelines but at the same time and i'm not doing going to kick off on a cold kind of you know let's go back to the negativity of roy from his previous spell <laughs> yeah. but he's also not one to to change your plans sort of too dynamically it will be a case of this is how we're set up this is how we're going to play the game trust in the process that's your role that's your role that's your role and that's how we play so somebody like Ezra going oh i'm not going to get you know, Jeffrey Schlupp's not feeding. He's not moving and creating that space for me. So I need to do something different. He didn't. He didn't do anything different. Yeah. And right. we didn't do anything different Um, pretty much for the entire game uh, until we made the substitution. So, you know, that that was an interesting point. And you have asked the question in the chat, which I'll ask to Mike so he gets to speak, um, <laughs> which is what could we have done tactically different? Because that's always going to be the question, isn't it? What What other... Um, you know, options did we have?
0: I, I was just going to ask. There, uh, I put it in the chat. Um, tr- <laughs> trust in the process versus respect the point, which is a <laughs> worse
1: say. Um, we'll come to the respect the point saying in, a bit later on with our with our listener comment. Um, but yeah, I, um,
0: yeah, yeah. So, what could he do differently? I mean, it's it's hard to say because, uh, as you said, he, he's not very reactive and. I think perhaps we got to the point with Vieira where his reactivity was probably his downfall, um, in that, you know, we'd be in a strong position and then he'd change it to shore something up. And actually, that wouldn't be the right thing to do. So mm. I'm not going to criticise that. But, you know, Everton have been without Calvert Lewin for a very long time. And so almost you didn't really, could- it was difficult to guess what they'd come out like in that. They're just a different team with him in it. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I feel like they, they they set up about as well as they could. I think they were hoping to play a bit more in the break than perhaps Everton let happen. Um, but there were still opportunities for playing on the break. And props to Joel Ward for the amount of times he sent the ball over to Elise. Um But as you say, it wasn't really... It, at least they had a really hard time of it because of uh, because of the way that they were they were defending. Um, so it's very very difficult for Roy to do that much differently. I don't think. And at half time, it's it's not like we we came out and suddenly looked second best. Um, you know, so I'm not sure what else could have been done. And I I feel like that result would have come with either manager really.
1: Yeah, I think, I think we're in agreement, right? That that it was hard to, to see what to do against an Everton side that had done their homework and decided to stop us playing more than anything else, right? And made it difficult for us to predict. And I think when you look at it, the combinations that we've seen over the last few weeks, you know, if you're kind of, if you're like before, obviously before playing a game, you're, you're going through in training and you're also mentally, you're going through the kinds of situations that you might find yourself in in the game and how to, make the best of them. And if all of a sudden those aren't happening, it stops being instinctive, the game. It, and it starts being something you have to, you know, be much more considerate about on the pitch. And it starts to become a little more clunky. And, you know, that that pass that was supposed to go ahead of someone goes behind them. And it's harder to kind of generate the rhythm that you need to sort of to push on. And you can see it in the the fact that Elise and Eze are, are sort of shining lights of the last few weeks, you know, neither neither had outstanding games. Neither can contribute in the way that they used to. And it's, it's because of the reasons we've just talked about. They weren't receiving the ball the same way that they had been. Um, there was probably maybe one or two times in the first half the, that they were able to get close to each other on the ball and combine. Um, and we looked pretty dangerous when they did. But, you know, it didn't happen again. It, it, the whole game, it didn't happen again. And, um, you know, I suppose... You no, know, Patrick. I think you you had something to to jump in there, but I I think I'll I'll let you do that, and then I'd like to sort of jump back and and just give um give Roy's comments from the end of the game and just talk talk through them if I may.
2: Yeah. So um, you know, Mike mentioned before, or we mentioned before about the Zaha thing. So that's why for me, Zaha has to start when he's fit because you now have options now. Because yesterday we had basically attacking options on the bench: Lakonga and Mateta, One of the two got on. Ahamela doesn't make the bench, don't know why, frustrates me. Has to be on the bench because he's, he's an attacking option. So when Zaha gets this, when you put Zaha back in the lineup, whether you take out Ayu, we you take out Edward? or maybe, which you wouldn't do, take out Schlupp, you now have another option on the bench that can be more attacking, whether that be Ayu or Edward? Maybe go 4-4-2, you get Mateta and Edward on at the same time. But for me, not having Zaha around limits our options, and then you have to have, which we've had, great matches from Ayu, Schlupp, Odise, Eze, and even against Leeds, you had Edward. Whereas, like yesterday, where Edward was very, very quiet, and you being a Teteran who didn't light it up either. You just lack options. So, for me, the question about the Zaha start when he's fit—we all know he has to start because he's our best attacking player. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, you you do absolutely need you you need that. I mean, what. Mike was saying earlier about IU is absolutely right in that he was one of our outstanding players in the game. Right, he he yes, was so 100%. committed, driving forward brilliantly, yeah. has been superb on the left. And of course, yeah, you you can play Wilf up front, you can play him pretty much anywhere these days. You could play him in the the role in behind the forward if you wanted to. He he's he's got everything in his locker to do that. But you know, I think if you have him in these games, you have that the potential for someone to do something outstanding. You know, you're still you're not going to put two players man marking Jordan, are you? You know, right. So if yeah, you, and you have okay. and you have to do that for for Wilf, you're not going to be able to man mark Schlupp and cut the supply <laughs> off to Eze and cut exactly. the supply off to. Yep. That's the difference it makes. It's and not necessarily yeah, in, yeah in, in how he plays. It's just having Wilf on the team sheet sometimes. Sometimes, but it was going to be a tough game. It's tough to win four games on the trot, but. Mike, I'm, I'm going to come to you first before I go back to, to Hodgson's comments. Actually, because uh, a young man on the the back of the nest chat said something very sensible uh, during it, and that was uh, Mr. Mike Scott. I don't know if you've heard of him, um, and he said that uh, it
0: sounds like a dick.
1: Yeah, some, I mean, oh. honestly, sometimes, but oh. <laughs> no. But he he said um, Everton, you know, are probably the best team we've played out of the last four games. Yeah, definitely. When you think about Leicester, Leeds, and Southampton, Everton are the best of, of that bunch. So, how telling is it that that's the team we failed to beat? You know, have have we got <laughs> a little overexcited perhaps at the, re- the return of Roy, the flowing football, the 57 shots in three games? Have we got a little overexcited with that? And is this a dose of reality maybe?
0: Uh, well, no, I don't think so. I mean, let, let's look back at what a disaster the other Everton game was this season. Um, you know, ten, 10 points from four games is, uh, if not Champions League, then pretty much up their champions kind of uh, rate. So um, there's going to be times, if if the last three games they've been open, it doesn't take a genius to go, oh my God, Brighton going to score. No, all right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. One minute left, Brighton scoring, I'd, I'd, I'd stop the pod. Um, no, I mean, it, it doesn't take a genius to go, well, let, let's just shut up shop. So, uh, you know, they, they, uh, if anything, I, I would have said that I was expecting it to be a little bit more open than it was. Um, but they, they genuinely are a decent side. And, you know, we we had the better of the stats just about with everything. I mean, we absolutely flayed it with corners. And I, th- I think probably the amount of fouls they were committing, um, if we'd have been as lucky with the set pieces as we have been recently, well, not lucky, but, you know, it, it, if something had gone the right way, um, you know, we'd have sneaked to 1-0. And the the fact that at no point was I sitting there thinking, oh, we're going to lose this 1-0, that's, that's a great credit to Roy um, because... You know, the last ten minutes of games this season has been the point where A, we've conceded the most, and B when we've all aged terribly. So um <laughs> let, let, let's take the positives from that.
1: Mm, Patrick hasn't aged. But anyway, um, yeah, I just think um yeah, I think that's a fair point. That uh, I don't know, I still kind of felt like we might lose that one. Um but but maybe I haven't uh, I haven't fully recovered um from, from all the late goals. Um so look, Roy right after the game said that um you know expected it to be a tough game and uh, talked about Everton uh, in general so he said for long parts it made the game a war of attrition and after our last three games it's not easy for the players to want to play that game but it gave me as much satisfaction mm. uh, i've seen moments where we could lose games like that in the past uh, praised the back four um, and talked about the amount of points. But then he said, uh, if you'd said to me when I walked through the door, we would get enough points to keep us in the Premier League on goal difference, I would have accepted that. That was the goal. So we now we have 37 points. I'm not going to be satisfied with that. We've taken 10 from the last four. So what's stopping us taking points in the last six games? So it's a kind of... I thought it was an odd way of saying it. <laughs> He's trying to, I think he was trying to say, let's keep pushing for points. You know, we've we've basically pretty much achieved safety so let's um so let's 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 push on but um sorry mike you go ahead i think
0: he's trying to say from that i've just got 10 points from four games what the fuck do you want from me i mean that's (laughs) probably
1: (laughs) yeah yeah uh i think that's fair um but uh, yeah look it's, it's a it's a very diplomatic way of of saying that you know we didn't win the game because Neverton because everton decided to play negative football anti football against us um and at this point in time we we don't have an answer for that really so um yeah i just thought it was just it was interesting to to hear roy reflect on that um i'm just watching the the concentration on on mike and patrick's face as the fa cup semi final is starting to draw <laughs> to a close it and f- i feel it. like i might i could literally say anything and they go <laughs> yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, Chris. You've always you're always right. We don't you don't really need us on this because everything you say is uh, is ab- absolutely correct. There's a apparently, go, go on, Mike. Yeah.
0: Well, I tell you what. Rather than just discussing the game too much more, before we go into mm-hmm. listener comments, um, I don't know if either of you heard Roy pre-game a couple of days before um, talking to Simon Jordan on Talksport. Mm-hmm. But no, um,
2: i heard about it, but didn't actually yeah the comment.
0: The, the comments, I mean, I'm, I'm only paraphrasing here, but the, the comments pre-match were, were really interesting um, and, and probably worth a discussion more than us talking about, you know, a, a very dull nil-nil draw anymore. So, J- Jordan hit him with um, how does it feel to be not wanted and not given a new contract, but then when um, Paris panics, uh, suddenly you're wanted again. Um, yeah. and, and he said, well, he, he gave like the, the sort of um, I'm going to I'm gonna, uh, give my ancient history um, uh, background away here but he gave like the Heraclitus style reply of you never stand <laughs> in the same river twice kind of thing and, and he was like well look it, 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 football clubs change all the time it, it, it's a different situation um, very much different situation from then and, and changes game by game um, but all, all I'm here to do is keep us up um, so he, he really navigated that well he was he was incredibly humble um you know they yeah. said you, you, you know you're doing you're doing great things and he said well look i've inherited i've inherited a great side here a, 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 a almost balanced you know great side that should be doing should be staying up um so you know he he backs the players so there, there's no real reason i suppose that he shouldn't Push for a victory in this kind of situation, but he might have argued and said he actually was. It just didn't come off. I don't, I, I don't no. know.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably more the case. I mean, that's is a isn't it? it's a hell of a direct question from Simon Jordan, and we know where that comes from. You know, um, any any opportunity to kind of stir up the fact that. You know, he lost his club to to Steve Parish. He he'll take, you know, yeah. Uh, any any way he can kind of just you know make any kind of little needle in that direction, he will. Um, but fair enough, that's that's his right, I guess. Um, I thought there were some other comments from from Roy um, a couple of days before. You mentioned Patrick, and I did share this article with you um, that you know Armada's not been seen. At all, and he yeah. um, he gave reasons for that, and you know again. All so right. this this goes back to the discussion over what we do long term. You know whether even right. if Roy wins, you know the next six games or whatever, <laughs> is it is it right to have him in in place for for a sustained period of time? So he was asked why Armada has not been seen, uh, and the reasons he he get, he said that he's been training very well. He said I didn't pick him in the first game. Because I picked another team and I didn't know much about him. Fair enough. He said I didn't get. A, he didn't get a place on the bench that day. Um, the more I see in training, the more I like him and the more I see of him. Um, I have no reason in the last three games to suddenly tell somebody you're out because Amada had a good training session yesterday. The chances are the guy I say that to says, well, I had a good training session too. And that's because the training session has been good with everybody. So... He says, I'm sure it won't be long before he starts establishing himself as a player here at Crystal Palace. I like the look of him. He looks a very good signing. There's a lot more to cut. Co- There's a lot to come from him. Okay, so so when Wilf comes back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to say, "Okay, yep. good. We've got Wilf back, but I I can't say to anybody else on the bench or in the team that you you know that you you've you've got to miss out because they've all been training well, right?" Right. They've all been training well, all yep. of them. So, and it doesn't matter how hard that Wilf trains, Wilf is not allowed back in the squad until somebody doesn't train well. Is that or we what lose. I'm supposed to, or we lose, right? So, I'm not, right. I'm, is that what I'm supposed to take from that? It's an, in, I just thought it was, Um, it was if I'm being honest and I'm being, I'm, I am being a little bit mean, <laughs> but if I'm being honest, that is a very, that is his kind of, I guess, diplomatic way of saying that he doesn't think he's good enough at this point, right. in this moment in time.
2: So, so let me jump on this. So he doesn't mm. know Anderson. doesn't know Gehi. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know um, Will Hughes. As far as I know, was it he doesn't know Check the Corey. He doesn't know um, austin Edward Michael Lise either. So but they all played for him, all started, except for, uh, I guess, Hughes. Mm. So I get that point. But again, at this point in the season, listen, doing a great job. Mike makes a great point. Listen, 10 points in four games, fantastic. He's going to keep us up, great. But Ahamada has to play for me. Because he's going to be here next year, whether Roy is or not, he has to play. And I need to see him play. He's not started a game for Palace since he came to Palace in January. I've seen. I don't have a problem with Luca, with Macca mm-hmm. or Hughes. I know what they can do. And Tuddenpoole won't be here next year. I love Gyro. Gyro never plays. Why is he even on the bench? Gyro's not going to play even for mm-hmm. even for um, for this manager who actually played him. He's not going to play. So put a on the bench and then get him on for ten minutes at the end of the game, like you could, like you do with Hughes every game so far, and every day with Luca. I don't understand it. The kid's not going to not going to learn or get any better being on the bench, and he's going to be here next year. So I don't. That that is a great answer by him, and I understand where he's coming from, but it doesn't really make sense.
1: No, exactly. It's it's where we had the concerns before. If if, whether you were a Roy fan or you weren't, it was that um, the the message we kept getting about like some new players who wouldn't. Be integrated right. and play. Well, it's because they're not integrated, and I, I can't get them to play because they've not played in the Premier League. And you're like, "Come on, mate! <laughs> like, you can get them out
0: there. <laughs> I can't get
1: you can't get Premier League experience unless you play them. So, what you're oh, creating is a situation where you can never play a new player.
2: The so, Twenty Two, so, exactly. yeah, yeah.
1: So you're just, you know, and and I just I saw that creeping in and. You know, I'm, I've been really, really happy with 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 how things have been going, and you know, even this game, it was boring as hell. But I don't blame Hodgson, and I don't blame Palace, right? But yeah. that was a, just a that yeah. article coming out a couple of days before the match, just was this little bit of a reminder for me <laughs> as to why this is only a short term appointment because you can't you can't you do can't. that, you can't say stuff like that, yeah, you know, because you, otherwise you're just you're just making a rod for your own back, aren't you? Because You know, you might as well. This is this. This happened. That's why the last eighteen months was horrible because you knew nothing was going to change and nobody different was going to get picked. Um, And we've already seen an element of that creeping back in, which is a shame. So, you know, let's 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 hope for a a nice return in in the last few games. Um, You know, finish as strong as we can, and then hopefully they're doing an awful lot of work right now on who the best person to come in is next. And you know, I suppose. I what I do wonder if they're having a look at, at Paddy, supported sort of from afar by Roy. Um, I do wonder if that's God like really. that's really? my fear. By the way, it really is. Um, that's my fear. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: thanks. That's honestly how I. That's how I see it going. But yeah. um, I just yeah, it and, and I, I would see. There's a cost element to that, um, which I think is appealing for them, um, and also, you know, it it it's kind of it just feels like we're being warmed up for it. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll see.
2: But so I I I would accept that very begrudgingly, if and only if. Paddy would play the kids he's been coached for the last three, four years. Like, mm-hmm. again, J.K. Gordon comes in, Phillips comes into the squad, Teo, et cetera. That's the only way I'm accepting that. If he's going to go and, and just play the same old, same old players, meaning not not style of play, I'm not going to accept it. If, I, if you're going to say me, okay, I'm going to bring Paddy McCarthy in, but he's, gonna, he's really going to have a youth policy and bring them through, I'd be all for that, you know. To a, to a point because that would make it exciting for me but if he's going to come in here and just do the same old same old i'm 100 percent not going to be for paddy mccarthy next season i'm just
1: not okay well let's um get to uh, to jerry's um message to us uh before we end the show and yeah jerry contacts us pretty much every week and does a fantastic job of summing up the game you know better than we can usually in one email um But Jerry's this week is, uh, it starts with respect the point. I'll come back to that, Jerry. It's not a phrase I like um, because I I think it's been used too often. And as I said, pre-show to these guys, you know, I think respect the point has been used to accept mediocrity in the past when mediocrity was not acceptable. Just saying that. But, um, But, you know, in this sense, if you're saying it's a good point, in, in the circumstances, I would agree it was a good point in the circumstances Um Jerry says we played crafty and very deep for most of the game to suggest to me we were determined not to lose the game uh, as they had a relatively quiet game with IU as man of the match a shout out for the two centre-halves who were terrific Sam Johnston was very good appears to me to make better choices when dealing with crosses than Guaita a point suited us more than the Toffees as they are back in the bottom three um, again, lots of good comments in there I would like to focus on both your opinions on the Sam Johnston comment. Um, so Roy spoke about this and said, you know, two very good goalkeepers. Um, Johnston had done well, so when Guaita was back, it would be an interesting choice. Um, we've seen the first instant, you know, instance of Guaita being available for selection, and Johnston has kept the shirt. Uh, Mike, are you okay with Sam Johnston keeping the shirt?
0: I mean, gotta see more of him. Um, my desire to see Guaita carry on is mainly sentimental. I think um, they both look they both look equally decent, which is it's the only position where it's, it's quite a dangerous dangerous thing to have um, because you could easily have one happy keeper and one unhappy one just from a run of games. But um, you know. Vicento's not getting any younger, so um, w- w- why not? You know, w- if, if somebody's had a, a good couple of games, it makes sense to carry on with them. Um, so I've got no problems with it whatsoever. Um, the back uh, centre-back pairing, I just want to bring up yesterday, sorry, at the time recording yesterday, Anderson's long balls um, were an outlet even more than they usually are because... Of how much it seemed to bother Everton. So it did seem that the, the team started noticing that and it happened more and more and that was great to see. I wonder if in Anderson's injured whether we have that kind of outball quite from any other player. I don't think we do.
2: Um along the lines of the Ahmed comment I made before, I want to see Johnston play more because I want to see what he can do. He's got two clean sheets in two matches. He's thirty compared to to thirty-six. I love the way how he talks. Um, he helps command the, the, the back line. Uh, I think he's a better shot stopper, honestly, than Guaita is. Um, he's an England backup goalie in the past. Um, and actually, distribution, which I was worried about, is much better than I thought it was. So I would love to see Johnson play for most of the rest of the season, if possible, because, honestly, we need to have a... I always feel that with, with, with teams, you need to have two good players at each position, and you need to push each other. And I think Johnson made that comment post-match, said how well the keepers get along, talked about... Nice. um. Um, the younger keepers being involved in the in the mix and all that stuff. I think it's a great to have quote unquote two number ones. You don't re- ever have two number ones, but I think if Johnson keeps these clean sheets, he deserves to keep the keep the the gloves as it were until proven otherwise. I think, but yeah, I want to see him play as much as possible the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was, yeah, I was going to sort of ask on the kind of technical side, who you know is, is he is he good enough? Is he better? And um, obviously, those those you know are your views on it. Mine are. I, you know, I, I feel he, he comes across as very short. I don't know why. I'd, I don't know if I'm the only one. I I had this perception of him before he joined us. I thought he was shorter than he is. <laughs> he might, yeah, you know,
2: me, me too, uh, by the was way. Like one he one a, the yeah. same at the same height, apparently, which
1: I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, I thought he was one of those sort of 5'11", foot keepers. He's 6'3". Like, yeah, he's 6'3". Uh, yeah, so I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um don't know if he had a, a late 20s growth spurt. Is that a growth spurt, yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I'm he looks very assured back there, and um, yeah, like you say, you mentioned Joe Whitworth by name, which I thought was nice, um, because obviously Joe had a couple of games, um, yeah. as well, which which shows you yeah. that you know the right attitude is there. He's had to wait for a chance. He was again, he admitted being frustrated, which um, you know, you, you see you see that with a few keepers who are waiting for their chance. They don't often say that. They often say yeah. You know, <laughs> It's just how it is. You know, that's the life of a keeper who's, who's got yeah. the gloves. you got to accept they keep the gloves while they're playing well. But he was like, no, really frustrating, <laughs> um, which I, you know, you like to hear. Um, and I think, you know, guaita has got a, a real battle on his hands to get back in the team and it's nice to be in that position. Um, and, you know, if Johnston can stay in the team till the end of the season, um, you know, maybe he gets that international recognition back in. It's clear he didn't join us to be to be second fiddle to Guaita, and um, you know Guaita's talked in the past about potentially wanting to finish his career back in Spain. So we'll see what happens in the summer, um, given his, his his age in a minute. Um, but yeah, yeah, fantastic um, to have that competition, uh, and you know appreciate you you picking that out, Jerry, as a point. You know Johnston is definitely impressing back there. i um, clean sheet. Can't argue with that, right? No. Anyway, no. so um, I don't know, guys. Are, I like to always like to sort of end our our discussions by saying any sort of individuals you want to pick out that we we haven't really spoken about yet from the game. Um, Mike, I'll, I'll ask you first. Well, I heard just an you, interview. Just because you're I, looking the other direction, that's why I picked you first.
0: Uh, that's all right. I can I can multitask. Um, yeah, I, I heard an interview with a guy that um, has that. Um, do you know that like football shirt company where people buy random football shirts? Um, mm. And he was asked about the rarest shirts he's got, and he said, "Oh, I've got a Ronaldo one that we're from a game where they only wore that shirt for half a game or something." And I was thinking, supposing I got hold of Yaroslav Yak's shirt for that one game he played for the first thing. <laughs> <end." laughs> oh my so, god! So what? So why not Yaroslav Yak? Yeah, okay.
1: Um you just feel like you had to mention him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have have you been checking on what he's been up to? Uh, um, I
0: haven't. I can look up what he's up to now. Well Patrick say, gives is a he, better yeah, answer.
1: Yeah, okay. Patrick, any anyone you wanted to pick up on For
2: me, uh check the Corey. Um couple of reasons why. One, you mentioned before uh Chris how he's not uh, he's not doesn't have Schlup next to him anymore, he's got more. He's covering the back four by himself. I noticed him a lot, yes dropping it at back four. Um, he's just been outstanding again, a player who um Hodgson doesn't know, but obviously plays he knows how, how good he is and then yesterday post match, he did his first ever interview in English, which I thought was fantastic to have him you know try an interview with Grierson and he did a really good job of articulating his thoughts on you know be, you know how he played yesterday, et cetera and so no I thought DeCorey as usual uh, played well and again stayed off that yellow card was getting suspended, which is great job by Hodgson taking him off again yesterday so yeah Decorey I thought had a really good game understated yesterday.
1: Yeah, good shout that. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I think everybody picked up on the that IU had a had a good game as well. Um you know, and I've got to give props to Joel Ward, um, Captain in the side. Um and as I mentioned last week, for probably the hundredth time, um, he's made me feel like I should eat my words a little bit when I keep saying how finished he is at this level and um and that we've got to upgrade. I still maintain that it's a position we've got to pay Real serious attention to, and stop getting by, because both Klein and Ward are, are players. I feel like we're just getting by with, but you know, Ward, his his attitude, his his effort, his commitment to the cause, it, it carries him through so often, and and he's been really important under Hodgson.
2: Mike, have you found out the yak? Yeah, because I've got some stats on him. Do you have it?
0: Yeah. So he went back to. I'm not going to even try and pronounce them. Something. Lubin.
2: Aglibly Lubin.
0: Yeah, and he's he's yeah, played he's played sixteen times since his return, so you can only assume that it's been a leak warm return. Um no, I I I, I agree totally on the war thing. I think the only person I found a little bit disappointing I I thought um found wanting a bit going forwards, um, was Tyreek Mitchell. But it's you know, he, he he's allowed he's allowed the old average game, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he had a couple of good moments defensively. Um, that you know, his recovery pace really does come in handy a lot. Um, and as a one-on-one defender, he can have some absolutely superb games. Um, but yeah, you just, you just feel like there's a there's somebody who can contribute more going forward in there, um, and just getting that balance. And, and I think for, for Mitchell, it's a lot to do with confidence. You know, it's, he's still not been the same player since he was picked for England. Just, just hasn't been the the same player, and that has to be a kind of there has to be something psychological going on there. Um, but, but have been playing pretty well of late. But that's a fair point, Mike. Um, I see looks of ang- ang- anguish and disappointment on faces. Would you like to update the listeners? I say update. Obviously, it'd be the past.
0: Well, yeah, it's do, tricky. Do, either do, way. do you remember the, the South Park um, sketch where there's a political debate, a debate between a giant douche and a turd sandwich? I do, yes,
1: yeah, um, a yeah, turd
0: sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So Brighton United's pretty much that now. But I've realised, you know, it's <laughs> United is is whichever of those you slightly prefer, and uh, they nearly scored. So um, okay. hopefully, when nil, this goes nil, nil. out, hopefully when this nil. goes out, Brighton will be out, and then let's just hope they somehow drop off a cliff and don't qualify for Europe. Mm. But
2: um, I actually hope that when it comes out, they're still playing
1: nil-nil. I <laughs> am <laughs> um, I am still hugely conflicted just because I can hear my neighbour through the wall and I just want him to cry. <laughs> like, I just want him so to mean. cry his little so eyes funny out. So, so yeah. I actually, as long as Brighton lose in the final, I don't mind. <sighs> anyway. All right. I suppose we probably should stop there. Um, let you guys uh, watch the last little bit and i'll uh i'll just get back to back to the next beer or whatever you know so um yeah <laughs> thank you very much everybody for listening um thanks obviously to mike and patrick for joining me as well and for mikey to edit this later on as he's not currently with us producing uh live so to speak not that he does anything live he just sort of sits back records <laughs> it post, posts mean comments yeah, and, it's um, very mean. Yeah, and then sheep. later on, it no. sheep-based no. comments. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, incidentally, the sheep sheep or lamb thing. My partner, <laughs> uh, Patrick, said that that's actually quite a common thing, that people What's don't realise that lamb and sheep are the same animal.
2: Let me tell you something. You thought I was being – i I'm not I, – listen, I, I, I credit myself being somewhat intelligent, but mm. I'm not even joking. A lot of people I spoke to after – well, not a lot, a few – had the same issue, so I don't, I don't, I, I know it came off as a, a being a, a really stupid, but even I thought, you know what? That's not, a, um, that's not a really common thing. So I, I always like your partner. I like her even more now. So thank you.
1: Um, well, I'm going to say I don't agree with her or you. <laughs> and it's absolutely ridiculous, and it
2: is ridiculous. You should be
1: ashamed uh, of yourself. So uh, <laughs> I am. <I'm> what? <laughs> so on that, on that note, <laughs> um, obviously, preview team will be back in midweek. I'm sure. Um, to look ahead to um, the uh, no, remember something. Yeah,
2: something's mid-week happened. Midweek Wolves game. Mid- Mid-W- Wolves Wolves game, game yeah, they're yeah going to mid- review the Wolves game and then yeah. preview the West Ham game.
1: Good point. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for the correction. You're it means I don't have to struggle <laughs> and think about it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be at the West Ham game.
0: Um, on Come on, awesome. I'm really gonna cool. be in Athens. So somebody oh, please
1: yeah. buy my seats. I've put it back to Palace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um does DR still go to the football?
0: He does. He, he never does. gets there on time, but he's no. he's always yeah. there about ten minutes in.
1: Okay. It's uh, he does live miles away from the stadium. It's not like he can just <laughs> talk yeah, in eight minutes, is
2: it? <laughs> okay maybe five minutes yeah
1: it's been a long time since I've given him a proper hard time it, so he's it, not, not going to be able to avoid me at the game that's the thing so he's going to it's like it at
0: lot. school when the people that were around the corner always arrived last in front yeah
1: you're yeah. right it was like when I was late at school um, anyway so yeah check out the preview team mid- midweek check, go over to, to YouTube Dior's doing some wonderful work over there with the rest of the team and um, you know even though Patrick's on a break from it it's still worth watching for sure you know Um, check us on all the socials just search for back of the nest as i said on bbc radio london the other day if you want to know what we're doing just google back of the nest just google it and um that's just that's just how i roll so anyway until next time thanks very much and come on you Palace. it's the 90th minute all your mates around You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.